Hello and welcome to MMA Fight Club. I am your host, Manuel Galarza, and in today's episode, we're going to be covering UFC 262, Oliveira vs. Chandler, and uh, that event coming up this weekend is being hosted in Houston, Texas, in front of a nice packed crowd where COVID does not exist. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, it's going to be exciting. It's always a good time to see a full packed crowd. The fighters are going to be uh, geeked up. They're going to be full of energy, and uh, you know the adrenaline is going to be flowing, right? Um, in today's show, we're going to be covering uh, the full card, giving you our betting breakdown, and hopefully um, giving you the tips you need to uh, beat the books this weekend and get as many winning tickets as possible. Before I get into the card, I'll say that um, you know we'll we'll try to be as thorough as possible with each fight. At the same time, some of these matchups are pretty straightforward, and I don't want to spend too much time on those undercards. So we're going to blaze through this. Full card here. At the end, I'll, I'll give a little synopsis. Um, hopefully, that answers any additional questions you might have. And uh, let's just jump right into this card here. Okay. First up, we're going to start off with the uh, first first fight on the prelim, early prelim card. That is, that's Giagos versus Soriano. I think the two major things you got to know here are that uh, Giagos, he is the favorite, minus two twenty five. He is the better fighter. Uh, I think he's better than Soriano and. Pretty much all aspects of, of the fight game. That's uh, ground game on their feet, um, conditioning. He's got pretty much an advantage in every aspect. The bigger cons- concern for me is that Suriano is a replacement here. Um, he was not originally scheduled to fight this uh, fight. So coming in as a replacement fighter, you're the underdog. Um, Giagos is a pretty good fighter himself. I think uh, if you're going to bet this fight, you got to bet Giagos. Um, but I will say this. I'm not going to put a big bet on a guy who's minus 225, um, who I just don't feel very, very good about. I think he's going to win. But I'm not going to put a bunch of money on Giagos. I think what you do here is you put him in a parlay. Okay, you, you put him into a parlay or two, and, and if he crushes your parlay, you live with it. But I don't think you want to put 100 bucks um, or whatever your unit is on Giagos. Not a, not a good idea. So... Let's move on to the next uh, fight here. Aguilar versus Lutz. Um, this one right here, there's just one one point that really is a glaring point to me. Uh, Lutz is a contender series guy. And I have learned in recent history the hard way that uh, you do not, absolutely do not want to be putting money behind these contender series guys. Uh, you just don't. <laughs> okay. Um, are they every one of them going to lose? No. But uh, I think you got to let them get a few fights under their belt, uh, make sure they can prove themselves before you go laying anything serious on, on, on a fighter that's coming off contender series. So I'm betting Aguilar here. I think you bet him with no confidence, uh, just like uh, Giagos. Um, I don't think you bet him with any confidence. I think you bet him because you want to enjoy the fight and have some action, right? Um, I just know I'm not betting lots. That's not going to happen. I'm not getting my money. No more. No more contender series fighters getting my money. No more. Let's move on here to the next and last fight of the early prelim. That's Mazzani and Koshera. Okay, I'm probably saying her name wrong. I apologize. I'm going with Mazzani here, um, but I see this just like the Giagos fight. I'm putting her into a few parlays. I'm not laying 100 bucks on Mazzani. I'm just not doing it because that's too much. Uh, minus 200 is... Uh, it's too much of a line. Uh, she's probably going to win the fight. She's a really strong girl. 
I'm going to tell you that. Um, I do like the fact that she's got really good conditioning. She's strong. Could she lose the fight? Yeah. And I think she could lose by a knockout. You know, if you want to get saucy over here and uh, put some money on a prop, because uh, Shara by knockout would be a sexy prop for you. Um, that's something I'll, I'll be probably sprinkling. But from the parlay side, or if I'm just betting the fight straight up, uh, I'm going to go with Mazzani. Let's move along here to the actual prelim. That was the end of the prelim. Oh, I'm sorry, that was the end of the early prelim. So we're moving on to the regular prelim here. Right in Pickett. Um, <clears throat> I'm going with Pickett. I think that uh, Pickett is going to uh, bring a lot of pressure early on in the fight. Going to come right after Wright. I think Wright has chin issues. Um, he is going to get rocked in the first two rounds. And Pickett's going to clean him up um if it goes to three rounds somehow then if you have money on picket you're gonna be sweating <laughs> you're gonna be sweating um i just don't see how right survives you know this is a heavyweight fight you know i i you know whenever i'm analyzing the fights if it's a heavyweight fight and you know it's a pick em like this you know it probably doesn't go the distance <laughs> that's the first thing someone's gonna get knocked out so you know you're going to choose someone to get knocked out. I think that someone is, is right. Um, so this will be interesting to watch. I'll, I'll be uh, watching this fight and, and uh, curious to see how it works out. But I'm going with with, uh, with right. Pickett. I'm sorry. Not right. I'm going with Pickett. Moving on to Shevchenko versus Lee. And uh, it's our second women's fight on the card here. Look, I'm, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Last week I was watching a professional fight league, right? The PFL. And uh, Kamara Usman's brother was fighting. And, you know, Kamara was there supporting his brother. And, you know, of course, the uh, Vegas was leaning towards Usman. You know, the name. He's got the name. So, you know, fading or people are favoring the name, you know. And, you know, <laughs> I tell you, I could draw, I could talk about this for hours. But the point is this. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's the brother, sister, mother, father, twin sister, twin brother. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, it's happening with the, the Magomedov name. If anyone has any kind of Medoff, Adoff, Mega, Mod, any version of it, um, people just start thinking he's Khabib. He's Khabib, you know. And let me tell you something. that We, we haven't really seen it burn people yet, but it's coming. <laughs> it's coming going to be some big fights coming up with, with Maga Medoffs in the name and uh, they're going to get toasted because people are going to think it's Khabib or he's related or he's a cousin or trains in the same gym. Um, here's the point. Um, Usman's brother lost last week. <laughs> he looked terrible. Um, he played some football back in the day. He was a college football player and uh, you know, look, look what Greg Hardy has done. It's you know, This is not football. This is a different game. As they say, there's levels to this, right? And so, Yevchenko, she might be training every day. She might be living and sharing notes. And, you know, she might be getting coached at times by her sister. But she's not her sister. I'm going with Lee on this fight. And I'm going for two reasons. One, Yevchenko's name means absolutely nothing. She's a pretty good fighter. She's average at best. Nine and two. Hasn't fought a lot. And... Lee's, diff, Lee's a decent fighter. Lee's a dis decent fighter. She's a tough girl. But I think the numbers is why you got to go with Lee. Lee is a slight underdog at 117 right now. 
Shevchenko's minus 143. You know, you're going to make more money betting on Lee. Uh, so if you're going to bet the fight straight up, bet Lee. If you're going to parlay it, uh, maybe, I don't know, you go either way. You can go Yevchenko or Lee. Either way, this fight probably goes a distance. It's probably going to be a you know hug and tug and a lot of grappling and not a lot of exciting, not a lot of exciting striking. Um, so I see it going the distance. If you want to take that, that's maybe not a bad prop bet. But remember what I said. Forget about the last name Yevchenko. That has absolutely nothing, no bearing at all on this fight. Well, let me rephrase that. It should not have any bearing at all on this fight when you're thinking about who you're going to select to win the fight. It's already affected the numbers. You can see the numbers are at negative. You know, she's she's a favorite. If her name was not Yevchenko, she would not be favorite. She may be an underdog. <laughs> so just consider that when you're looking at these numbers here. All right, enough about that. And um, let's move on to Grundy and Venata. Okay, so this one will make quick. Um, I listen to a lot of handicappers out there, uh, and there's some really good ones. You know, if you're if you're... If you're not aware, there's some really good ones. You know, jump on YouTube. Uh, MMA Lock of the Night is great. Um, Die Hard MMA, another great one. Um, you know, Friday Night Picks, those guys are great. Dogger Pass with uh, Cody Sapta. There's, I can go on and on. These guys are wonderful. They do great breakdowns, and I, I try the best I can to do my breakdown before I consider, you know, their their breakdowns. But either way, I listen to all of their stuff. And here's the point. I trust a lot of the opinions and breakdowns of, of professional handicappers. You know, guys like CJ, um, those guys know what they're talking about. And uh, so when you look across the board here this week, you're not going to find <laughs> pretty much anyone who's going with Venata. So, you know, maybe that's a red flag. Maybe, you know, he's a surprise dog of the card, right? But no, I don't think so. I think if you look at this fight straightforward, Grundy's 12-2, and 4-1 in his last five fights, good fighter. I think Venata is barely UFC uh, material. Um, he's just not, a, not not an exciting fighter. He's 11-5, and he got two draws, you know. Anytime you see two draws, that's always interesting. So let's move on here. We're gonna. I'm going to take Grundy. I'm going to take Grundy to win the fight. And, you know, I don't think it goes uh, the distance. I think I think Grundy finishes this fight. All right, let's move on. This one's interesting. Souza and Munez. And I'm going to share another story with you, similar to the Yevchenko fight, <laughs> where I compared it to Kamara Usman and his brother getting destroyed at PFL last week. This is the Cerrone situation all over again. And I know people have talked about that. I know people have made that comparison. So I'm, I'm no rocket scientist over here. But here's where I think people are really not, they're just not drinking the, the Kool-Aid here. They're not seeing what, what, what I think is obvious. Sosa, I mean, Sosa got knocked out on top of Kevin Holland. And yeah, that was weird. And that was, you know, you can't judge him just by that. But man, if that's not signs that it is the end, if that's not the writing on the wall that this guy has, it's coming to the end. You know, um, then I don't know what is. Um, and with last week with Cerrone, I, I made that same mistake. I'm, I'm guilty too. I put some money on Cerrone. I thought experience, experience. You know, oh man, he's got so much experience. He's fought in so many wars. And who's this guy coming in here as a replacement fighter? And you know, usually you fade replacement fighters. Um, 
what happens? <laughs> Cerrone gets embarrassed. I mean, if 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 you had to do that fight over again and had to put the numbers together, I mean, the other guy should have been like a minus 500 favorite. The way that it came out, he just destroyed Cerrone. Everyone knows Cerrone's done now, right? No one disagrees with that. Maybe he gets another fight or something like that. But everyone agrees he is done. When Souza loses on Saturday night to Munez, it's going to be the same thing. <clears throat> Munez is not a great fighter. Neither was the guy who just beat Cerrone last week. It's just that it's time. Souza is old. He's been in a lot of fights. I mean, not just fights. He's been in wars, you know. He's one in four in his last five fights. This is how this goes. You know, this is how the end goes here. So, Muniz is going to beat him. He's not going to submit him probably because Sosa is just such a tough dude. But then again, who knows, man? It went, listen, when it goes, it goes. <laughs> you know, you could draw comparisons. I mean, look at Todd Gurley. If you're an NFL guy, Todd Gurley three, four years ago was was the was the entirety of the Rams offense. You know, the guy was running the ball like 20, 20 times a half, 40 touches a game, you know. He's a free agent right now. <laughs> He's not even on a team. So when the wheels go, when the chin goes, when the durability goes, it doesn't go a little bit. It goes in dramatic amounts. And that's what's happened to Cerrone. That's what's happening to Souza. Muniz is going to beat him. And it's just strictly because of youth, you know, and... uh I think this fight though is 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 uh is priced properly as a pick'em. You know, I think that's that's appropriate. You got a guy who's a veteran, and you got a young guy who's really hasn't proven anything. And he is five and zero in his last five fights, Munez, but he hasn't quite fought in the wars that uh, Souza has. Anyway, let's move on here. I'm gonna again take uh, Munez to win that fight, and we are now into the main card. First up, Schnell versus Bonturin. Just making this quick here. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Bonterine, and not because I think he's just a better fighter. I just think this is more of a pick'em fight, and since he's the underdog, we might as well get the most bang for our buck. Um, I will not be parlaying this fight at all, um, and I should have I should have made that comment about the Souza Munez fight. I will be doing some parlays involving involving Munez. But I will not be doing any parlaying with Schnell and Bonterine. If I well, I will I will gamble on the fight. I will wager the fight, but it will be something small. And I'll put that on Bonterine. Um Yeah, I'm not gonna get all into this fight here. Um I, I just think that uh you know this is a this is more of a pick'em. And I think Bonterine can get in here and uh surprise a few people. I know a lot of people are on Schnell though, so it's be interesting to see what happens. Now, these next four fights, which are the final four fights these are going to be fun i i do have a lot of interest in these fights starting with burgos and barbosa i think and i'm not really in the minority here because a lot of people like barbosa too he's a slight underdog but i think he's the better fighter here um i think if if vegas had to do it all over again i think that barbosa should be the favorite and i think burgos should be a slight underdog and if it was that case, I'd still would bet Barbosa. I think Barbosa's the better fighter. I think he's lost some decisions that were quirky, decisions that could have gone his way in the past, which probably would have made public opinion a little different on him. So anyway, here's what I'm going to say. Barbosa, strong striker, 
hell of a kicking game. I think he's going to to give Burgos some problems. And Burgos is pretty good. This should be a good fight. This this is not going to be a, a boring fight. Um, probably someone's going to get knocked out. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Someone's going to get hit the, hit the canvas here. So just think that Barbosa is the one who's going to be able to um, deliver the harder blows. And I think the leg kicks, just the body kicks, any kick, <laughs> any kick from Barbosa is going to possibly do some damage to Brigo. So I'm going with Barbosa here, who is a, a slight dog. But again, I think he should be favored. Moving on to Chukagan versus Arajo. Arajo? Arojo? I apologize for that pronunciation. So uh, I'm based out of Newtown, Pennsylvania here. And uh, Chukagan is from, uh, was it Quakertown or something like that? About 30 minutes away from me. So the hometown kid, right? Chukagan. Um, she's a good fighter, uh, average fighter. She's a slight favorite here, minus 150. But I'm not going with the uh, my hometown favorite here. I'm going to go with uh, Arajo or Rahu. Ah, jeez, I keep butchering her name. So I watched a good amount of film on on both of these girls. And Chukagan, you know, the breakdown on her, everyone knows the deal. She's um, she's a busy fighter, right? She's active. She throws a lot of punches, <laughs> a lot of air punches, uh, a lot of stuff that doesn't even land. But, you know, it does affect the judges. It, it it looks like she's active. She also does this thing where she, I'm trying to think of the <laughs> way to describe this, but she's like a yeller, okay? She's, she's yelling the entire time. She's doing this, like, like uh, tennis grunt with every, with every punch, every kick that she throws. So that, too, kind of contributes to the judges, I think. You know, like, she's busy. She's, you know, yeah, yeah, you know single strike she's she's making a noise and so that's where she can win the fight i think she wins a three-round decision if she can just be active and be significantly more active than uh arajo um that's how that's how uh Shikega will win the fight but i don't think she wins the fight i think arajo hits really hard i would just tell you guys if you get a chance go look up some of her fights go look at her jab Boy, her jab is hard. And um, Chukagan's a tough fighter. I mean, she's 15 and 4. Um, you know, she's there's words, word on the street is that she's thinking about hanging her gloves up soon and starting a family. So, you know, she's kind of getting towards maybe the tail end of her career, Chukagan. Um, whereas I think Arajo is, is really about to bust through and, and show what she's capable of. Uh, you know, she's a slight underdog here at, at plus 120. Um, man, she's got a jab. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. Um, she's got a really heavy-handed, hard jab. And we've seen MA. We've seen especially UFC has, has really transitioned. You didn't see jabs uh, five, six, seven years ago. It didn't exist in MA um, for two reasons. One, the judges weren't really valuing the jab. Um, they were just not valuing that punch. And so you, you saw fighters basically get away from that and look for other ways to basically... How do I get the judge's attention, right? So that was one big reason why. The second thing is I think you saw poor boxing on an overall level in MMA for, for a long time. You know, these guys are wrestlers and BJJ and, you know, big looping, 
punches and you know big looping strikes um and now we're seeing uh, a big growth in technical boxing in mixed martial arts and it's great <laughs> it's a beautiful thing um but as we see that technique now increase and, uh, and you see fighters learning hey i can use leg kicks like a jab um i can use a jab to set up other punches um if i got a really heavy jab hell i could i could hurt people with that i could knock people out with it so uh, in any case, um, I think her jab is, is, is brutal. And I think she's going to picture kicking apart with that jab. So I'm going with the Raja to win this fight. as a slight dog there. All right. This is the co-main event, Dariush and Ferguson. Okay. And I watched a lot of film of Dariush. And, you know, I'm going to tell you this. There's there's a opinion out there that he's got a, a chin issue or that he he gets rocked. From time to time, I, I I'm not sure I agree with that. I don't know that I agree that he has a, a weak chin. Um, I'm gonna go specifically to the close fight. Okay. I've heard people say, and people that I respect, people who I who know more about this game than I do. Okay, and I've heard them say that. Heard one guy say, "Quote: Dariush was like really hurt, like severely hurt in the close fight. Watch that fight." <laughs> I watched that fight and then like watch a Nate Diaz fight. <laughs> okay. Um, watch that fight. Hey, okay, watch Dariush's fight against close and then watch like, um, I don't know, uh, a Tony Ferguson fight. <laughs> okay. But here's my point. Dariush when fighting close. He, he didn't even buckle. He got hit with a, with a, one or two good hits from close and they were solid they weren't like they weren't weak punches okay that's what i'm saying he gets hammered by like one or two a, a right hand and Darius doesn't really buckle he just kind of backs up a little bit a little bit of a wobble and kind of backs up against the fence a little bit and then he proceeds to then rock close and then walks close down as close as, you know, now close has got the chicken legs and close is backing up. And then he just, boom, knocks close out and just walks away like it's no big deal. So here's my point. It, if people are going to define him as having a weak chin based upon those type of events, like against close, or people would say that, you know, I don't know, man, he's got chin issues. I'm going to go opposite on this and say, wait a second. If people define that as getting rocked and hurt and whatever, then what's your definition of what happens to Nate Diaz and Tony Ferguson at times? These guys are filled with blood all over their face. They're hitting the canvas. Dariush never even hit the canvas in the fight against Close. He never even dropped to a knee. He never fell like off balance of the canvas. He didn't have any cuts. He wasn't close to getting submitted. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think... Dariush got really badly hurt against close. Um, I don't think Dariush has a chin issue. I think Dariush has actually got a pretty decent chin. I think he could take a punch. Will he get hurt? Will Will there be a moment in the fight where he's a little bit like, yeah, yeah, that's this is the fight game. You know, it's like it's like asking a basketball player after a basketball game, are your knees sore? Yeah, yeah, my knees are sore. Dariush, are you gonna get cracked in the fight? probably gonna get a little hurt i'm in there with a guy like ferguson they're gonna be swinging 
But to the point of this whole comparison of this fight, Darius is going to win the fight. Darius is a better fighter. He's up and coming. He's 5-0 in his last five fights. Ferguson, a lot like Cerrone, the writing is on the wall. His better days are behind him. He's fought in some wars. And um, I just think Darius is going to come in there. And even if Ferguson hits him, I think Darius takes it. I think he's able to stand with him. And then eventually he's going to be able to bring Ferguson to the ground. I think he's going to ugly up the fight. I think Ferguson's done. Um, I wouldn't be even surprised if this is his last fight in the UFC. Um, I'm not even getting to the off the, off the field or out of the ring stuff of Ferguson. He is not the most stable cat <laughs> in the world. But all, all jokes aside, I think that his days are done. I think if his last name wasn't Ferguson and he was just coming off of the you know the last two losses he had, he'd be a, he'd be a, he'd be a bigger underdog here. But uh, I'm going Dariush. Uh, sorry for that long-winded breakdown there. But uh, let's move on here. Chandler and Oliveira for the main event. And I watched a lot of fights on these guys. Chandler is an exciting little pit bull, um, and Oliveira has a wonderful submission game. I'll tell you, on his back, he is he is uh, he's brilliant and dangerous on his back. I think Oliveira wins the fight. Um, I've heard people saying that Chandler's going to possibly knock him out. I've heard people say Chandler's got, you know, a lot of power. Um, he could back up Oliveira. Oliveira doesn't do good when he's backing up. I agree with that. Um, I, 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 well, to an extent. I think that Oliveira, when we talk about the levels, again, there's levels to this game. I think Oliveira is a level above Chandler. I think Oliveira is a level above Chandler, and uh, I think it's going to show on uh, on Saturday night. And uh, I'm not saying that Oliveira goes in there and like gets a first round of submission. I don't see that happening. But I could see Oliveira getting a third or fourth round submission. Chandler is a really strong fighter, and I don't hear people talking enough about his durability issues because I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. Um, look at some of his fights. Um, he, you know, and when, and when the fight gets really tough towards the end of the fights, I give him credit. The dude lets it all hang out. You know, I, I'm not going to say anything bad about this guy, Chandler. He lets it all hang out. You know, wrestling background, you know, tough, tough guy. But I saw some chinks in the armor. I saw him getting tired um, towards the end of his fights. And look, when you get to round four and five in a championship fight, both fighters are tired. <laughs> Okay, that's that's the they're both tired. It's who's going to manage the fatigue uh, better, and um, I, I think there's a big advantage in that to Oliveira. I don't think that's a small advantage. I think it's a huge advantage in the fourth and fifth round when Chandler, who's a muscle guy, you know, like I'm trying to draw another comparison for you. Okay, so um, I did gymnastics for for many many years. I went to college, you know, full scholarship went to University of Nebraska and you know people think that most male gymnasts are built a certain way like you know little little rock bodies like kind of like these you know prototypical wrestler right you know compact muscles and you know ripped and everything I'm telling you I'm telling you from a lot of experience um I, I saw it time and time again where a lean skinnier gymnast <laughs> who didn't look as strong as the other guy who had big biceps and stuff would beat him 10 times out of 10. How does that happen? 
it's called technique. And when it comes to fighting, and, and we've all seen it as fans, there's one guy walking in the ring who's like all muscle bound and he's just jacked and he looks amazing and he's like ready for the ESPN, the body magazine, right? And then somebody else walks in there. He doesn't have a single single muscle on his body that you can really see. He's got, you know, maybe a beer belly. It doesn't look impressive. And then the guy comes in there and wins. And you're like, what's going on? Well, that's, you know, sometimes it's luck. But a lot of times it's technique. And technique always wins over muscle. Technique will always win over brute strength. Um, and especially in a marathon, right? Especially in a long fight. This is a five-round fight. So, you know, could Chandler come in there in the first round or two? create a lot of problems and go ahead and like you know rough up uh, Oliveira, um be super aggressive and make it uncomfortable yeah i think he could do that um i also think that Oliveira can handle that i think Oliveira's an experienced fighter i think he can i think he can grapple with 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 um with chandler and, and make the fight you know co close range if he needs to to avoid getting big strikes from chandler and look if chandler gets within uh Oliveira's range on the ground, on the feet, whatever. It's a matter of time. Oliveira is going to find a fourth or fifth round submission against Chandler. And he's going to take the championship. He's going to take the title. Um, I think this would be a nice rematch possibly in the future. Um, I, could, I could see that. I don't think Chandler's going anywhere. Um, he's a heck of a fighter. He's on the rise. Um, you know, barring some kind of a weird, ugly lost by him to Oliveira, he's going to be very much in the picture. Um, um, and so, yeah, I would be surprised if Chandler won. Uh, I've heard I've heard people saying he's going to hurt Oliveira. I'd be surprised. I, I think Oliveira, again, there's levels to this thing here. I think Oliveira is a level above. Um, I think he's going to show that, especially as the later fight, the round, later rounds come in this fight. I think he's going to be able to separate himself. So we'll see that. Well, that is the card, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, that's your full card breakdown for UFC 262. Um, as usual, you know, we try to give as much uh, information as we can about the fights um, and the breakdown to hopefully give you an advantage as you walk into, you know, your, your bets this weekend. Um, I'll tell you right now that uh, I'm going to give you a few of the, of, the, of the fights that I really like, the ones that I'm thinking, you know, I'm really comfortable with. Uh, the ones that I would put into a parlay, you know, if you're going to do like a five or six fight parlay um, that you you really want to throw some fights into that you feel confident about, here's what I'm thinking. We'll start from the, the main card down. I like Oliveira. I like him in a parlay. I like Dariush in a parlay. I like Barbosa in a parlay. I like Munez in a parlay. I like Grundy as a parlay piece. I and I like Giagos. Uh, yeah, I like Giagos in a parlay piece. Um, and Mazzani and Mazzani. So, you know, I, I think if you take those fights again and again, just to review, that's Chandler, Dariush, um, Barbosa, Munez, Grundy, um, and Mazzani and Giagos. I don't think you put them all into one parlay. That's a little risky. I think you just take three or four of those, you put 10 bucks on it, see what happens. Um, they're good pieces. I, I mean, I feel very confident about uh, Chandler losing to Oliveira. I feel very confident in Darius winning that fight. I feel pretty confident in Araujo too, but not as much so, you know. So um, let's review the dogs, okay? What are the dogs that I like? 
um, in this card. The first dog that I like a lot is um, Arahu. She's uh, plus 120 against Chikagan. I like her a lot. Um, I'm taking her. I like Barbosa. Uh, second dog that I like a lot. He's a slight dog. Who knows? It may end up being a pick by the time the fight comes around. I like Bontarine as a dog against Chanel. Um, I like Lee as a dog against Shevchenko. And, um, and the last dog would be... Uh, oh, no, that's it. That's it. Those are the dogs that I like on this card. Um, there's a lot of close fights. So, you know, um, the one the one thing I'll caution uh, everyone again on this card is stay away from uh, betting Yevchenko. Um, if you're going to bet that, bet it lightly. Don't get caught up in the name. Don't do it to yourself. And uh, same thing with Ferguson. Don't do it to yourself. <laughs> Don't do it to yourself. I, I didn't lose a lot last week on Cerrone, but I knew it. I freaking knew it. I was like, what am I doing? Why am I putting the money on Cerrone? You know, it was a waste. So anyway, listen, I'm going to wrap the show up here. Um, this is uh, the first of hopefully many shows to come. Uh, we will be announcing our, our full schedule uh, here soon. Uh, all of our YouTube content uh, will also be placed on a podcast. And so once our podcast is published and up and running, we will also give you information about our podcast and then you can listen to us our podcast wherever you get your podcast um at this point right now we're planning to do two maybe three shows a week uh, there'll be a post-fight show on saturday night which will be very late uh, that'll be one o'clock two a.m type of thing which we'll do a, a live post-game show um, to cover the fights anything exciting and uh, we'll welcome uh, any feedback from our live chat for that show um the other show we'll be doing every week will be uh, a fight card breakdown like this. So this week we only have the UFC and uh, we don't have PFL or 1TNT or um, or Bellator. Okay, so when we do have those weeks when we have a Bellator event or a PFL event uh, or 1TNT or one yeah 1TNT event, uh, we will do separate videos to break down each of those events. Okay, so the first show we'll do every week will be a uh, breakdown of whatever events are coming up that week and uh and then the second show will be our our post fight show which we'll be doing um after the fights on saturday night that'll be only for ufc i should i should have been more detailed there our post fight show will only be for ufc fight nights we will not be doing a post fight show for pfl or for um bellator or one tnt okay um so and as we kind of round out our schedule um we will be doing more content okay so for now we'll be doing two shows a week like i said um but we will definitely look to expand um and uh, we have some ideas for some shows that we would like to bring and uh, as usual all of our content is free um podcast youtube channel we we're here to provide as much information as we can about uh, mixed martial arts and trying to help you uh the gambler uh get an advantage um you know we'll be doing more coverage of our our uh, our gambling formulas and what we use over here to be successful at MMA Fight Club. I can tell you that, um, uh, yeah, it's exciting information. We look forward to sharing more with you guys. And of course, everything we share with you will always be 100% free. There will be no Patreon accounts um, or anything of that nature. Um, we uh, we look to share as much information as possible with you, the viewer, to help you win. That's just it. So. 
if you've uh, enjoyed the podcast today, uh, or I'm sorry, if you've enjoyed our show today, um, please go ahead and hit the like button. This way, at least you'll get some notifications on our upcoming shows. And uh, we encourage you to share our channel uh, with anybody else who's an MMA degenerate just like yourself. So anyway, um, I'm going to end the show on that note. Uh, again, I'm your host, Manuel Galarza. Thank you for hanging out with us here today at the MMA Fight Club. And uh, until next time, take it easy and peace. <laughs>